amor. Hola, cariño. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to Uy, que horror, a Latinx horror movie podcast with Johnny and Eileen. I am Johnny. And I'm Eileen. <laughs> We're just belting into the okay. distance. So... Happy New Year, everyone. We did that at the last one. We did. Happy New Year well, again, everyone. Officially, so this, okay, let's just get it on the way. Yeah. In that this episode might be crazy because it's literally New Year's Day right now. Yes. We, I'm I'm in Washington, D.C. Like, we usually, the way we record this, ep- our episodes is through FaceTime. We FaceTime each mm-hmm. other and record our own tracks. Eileen and I are literally looking at each other like I have my hand on her shoulder. We are, we are. touching bodies. <laughs> Which is weird because we usually do this through FaceTime. Yeah. So we're in my closet. And we're sharing a microphone. So, so we're that's like why we're like using our Hello! theater voices. We're just really like resonant today. Full diaphragm work. Uh, we're trying to support everybody. For you. This is what we do for you. So Yes. Hi. Hi. Welcome. Thank you. I said the title of our show. Yes. Now. We uh, talk about a movie let's that talk- we're, <laughs> we're watching. Have we never done this before? This is so weird. It just is to, so like, weird. have you here. I know. What in a strange. My face. But it's great. So. <laughs> so weird to have you here in my face, he says. So uh, today we are going to Chile. Boy, oh boy. Oh, get ready, everybody. Which I'm surprised that we have not been there before. Yeah, me too. Have we? We haven't. No, we haven't. Maybe I'm... because we, we went to Argentina so many times that I'm kind of confused. And the accent is kind of similar Well, this, the, we're, we'll get to the accents of this thing. Dude. Yes, we will. Soon enough. Yes. This was Johnny's pick. Well, listen. So, <laughs> since Eileen came down for New Year's, you know, we haven't seen each other in a long time. So, since Eileen came down here, and honestly, I was trying to just, like, maximize our time together, I didn't want to have to deal with, like, a super long movie. So, I found what I thought would be kind of a short film. It's, like, 75 minutes long. It's shorter, He I guess. yelled, it's 45 minutes to me. And I was like, ah! Oh! And as we're watching, they're watching like sitting watching the movie i was like this what are we is still doing here longer than 45 i could have sworn that i that's why i was so happy you when you said read. 45 because i was like oh that's gonna be that's might as well be a short yeah film. we've done other movies that have been like 75 minutes yeah. like diablo rojo was like 75 minutes right, right, anyway right. the movie we're doing today is called la casa lobo yes. the wolf house and it is actually like a chile germany joint venture yeah it came out in 2018, but I believe in the States it was released in 2020. So this movie is directed by Joaquin Cocina and Cristobal León. They also wrote this movie along with Alejandra Moffat. <laughs> Great. <laughs> so uh, why don't you give us a little synopsis? Of course. And uh, then we're going to dive into this. This synopsis was found on IMDb. Thank you, IMDb, for being the a place friend. to be. The Wolf House tells the story of Maria, a young woman who takes refuge in a house in southern Chile after escaping from a German colony. Yes. So... Here's... Okay, let me mm -hmm. ask you something. Okay. Do we want to talk about Pinochet and Colonia Dignidad beforehand, or do we want to talk about it afterward? I think from the top, make it drop, that's a wet-ass pussy. Uh... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> From the top, I think we just need to reference 
who Pinochet was. Sure, absolutely. And what Colonia Dignidad was let's give as a, well. Let's give a, Just like a, little, a brief general. Yeah. Would what you it like is. to do it? Sure. Okay, great. So if you guys don't know, Pinochet was a dictator in Chile. He, Augusto Pinochet, rose through the ranks of the Chilean army to become general chief of staff in early 1972 before being appointed its commander-in-chief on the 23rd of August of 1973 by President Salvador Allende, which that seems wrong because I'm pretty sure it's not rumors. I'm pretty sure it's confirmed that Salvador Allende Mm -hmm. killed himself in in the presidential house Whoa. because there was a coup d'etat. Okay. So Chile- Chilenos often say our September 11th because on September 11th of <gasps> 1973, Pinochet seized the power in Chile with a coup d'etat with the support of the United States and it toppled Allende's democratically elected Unidad Popular government. Whoa. And ended civilian rule. Wow, that's scary. Yeah. So I was in a, a show about Pablo Neruda, mm-hmm. who is a Chilean poet. Mm-hmm. And within it, we talked about like the how Chile's government like literally was seized by the, the military. Sure. And how Pinochet, you know, was a dick. A dictator. Uh, yeah, truly. <laughs> After his rise to power, Pinochet persecuted leftists, socialists, and political critics, resulting in the execution of 1,200 to 3,200 people, the internment of as as many as 80,000 people, (gasps) and the torture of tens of thousands. According to the Chilean government, the number of executions and forced disappearances was 3,095 people. Jesus. So basically, Pinochet like ruled for a really long time. He was in office from the 17th of December 1974 to the 11th of March 1990. Oh my god! Yeah, I had a professor in college who basically like was arrested and like he had to. So many people exiled because they were like, I can't. This is. You're nightmare. living in fear constantly. Oh, that's so scary. Very scary. Have you, there's a movie with Sissy Spacek about this whole situation. You is know what I'm talking about? Is it The House of Spirits? No, it's not The House of Spirits. Which it's is like, also about it's that. It's literally about like the Pinochet thing. Really? I'm pretty sure. Is it called Pinochet? No, I can't remember what it's called. I They made us watch it in like high school. Wow. I remember. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. Messed up. This movie also deals with... It's not directly said out loud, but it's heavily influenced by the story of Colonia Dignidad, yeah. Dignity Colony, which was an isolated colony, an actual, like, real-life isolated colony of Germans and Chileans established in the post-World War II Chile by immigrant Nazi Germ- Germans, which became notorious for internment, torture, and murder of dissidents during the military dictatorship of General Augusto Pinochet in the 70s. And then the leader of this colony slash cult, because that's what it became, basically, was yeah. a German pedophile fugitive, Paul Schaefer. So in exchange for letting him stay doing his shitty things in his colonia, Paul Schaefer like, had a deal with Pinochet. Like, we'll kill and we'll intern. We'll help you like torture people yeah, at our colonia. Exactly. 
So, so and- that I mean, they might have they might have well have straight up said like this movie is about that. Like it's we'll get into it, yeah. but it is it's absolutely absolutely inspired by that totally, situation. Totally. Okay, so that's <clears throat> that's a little brief mini info at the I think top. That's important of finding out. Who and what? Also, okay. mm-hmm. I think it's important also to tell you, our lovely listeners, that this is a stop motion, artsy fartsy <laughs> film told through painting, told through like little like paper, paper mache figures. Mm-hmm. It's it never stops moving. There's not a an actual like physical person in this movie. You're just looking at art the yeah. full time, and so it's very. I would say dreamlike, but no, nightmare-like. Absolute nightmare-like. It doesn't stop moving. You can watch it over and over and over and catch something new every time. So I'm going to do my very best yeah. <laughs> to take you through this. So put those listening ears on because it gets real mushy. Yeah, just imagine just somebody took a house and decided, I'm just going to paint, build, craft my way into this film. For, yes, for 75 minutes. Okay, so here we go. La Casa Lobo. <laughs> we open with what looks like a Nazi propaganda film from the 60s. Yeah. There's a voiceover of a man with a clear German accent, spe- but he's speaking in Spanish. Yeah, this is what we meant. When... It's especially weird. Yeah, because it's like you're already hearing Spanish, and it's, I guess you don't normally think like, Okay, when I hear a German accent, I know what a German accent is in sure. English, mm-hmm. but you'd never like put put it in an what if your first language was something else? Right. How do you put that on top of Spanish? It's just like through that filter. Yeah. I'm going to say it is weird, but it is not necessarily It's not unintelligible. No, it's it's not <laughs> like unfortunate to listen to. No, not at all. It's a little weird, but it's like it's, I don't know. There's something about it that kind of works in a weird way. And it doesn't... Because when you think of a German accent, you often think, like, abrasive and, like, sure. very in your face. And this is not the case. It's softened by that Chilean Spanish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Totally. And I'm just going to say right off the top, this narrator... I should have looked up the actor's name, or the voiceover actor's name. This narrator is supposed to be... Paul Schaefer. Basically, this is supposed to be Paul Schaefer. Rainer Kraus. Rainer Kraus. You nailed it. You gave me the creeps. Yeah. So this German man is saying, hi, by now you've probably had the opportunity to taste the delicious honey from the colony. And you literally see like, you know, people visuals of honey. Are, this is the also the only point where you see actual people. Hu- people. Right. It's like old footage of, yes. and I think it's actual footage of the Colonia. And there looks, to, yeah, it might be. I think absolutely. it is. I think I read it in one of the reviews. There's like, the so part of it looks like there's like Nazi youth in there walking yeah. around. It's And they're wearing like garb that you'd, yeah. you'd see like in Sound of Music or something yeah, like that. Exactly. <laughs> so he says, today we're going to tell you of the mysteries of the honey and of the colonia. He explains that in the south of Chile, basically in the middle of nowhere, we live, work, serve the community, and sing. We're a group of Germans. Singing is the joy of our life, and our motto is helping makes happiness. Mm. He also explains that the dark legends that have been created about us are due to ignorance. These are ignorant people who fear a community that remains isolated and pure. 
the oh minute the minute I you saw were... Pure, I was like, we're fucked. Yeah, that that is not good. No. He also explains that like we live here and it's so great for us because we have a great relationship with the with the campesinos, the peasants who live in the in like the countryside with us. It's definitely like propaganda ish, obvi. Mm-hmm. But it's also, it's like he's trying to dispel the rumors yes. of this colony being like, yeah. oh, we're murderers and, that, exactly. and torturers. That's what he says. Yeah. He's like, I want to share a bit about ourselves so I can help dispel these dark rumors. Yeah. And he also says this film was restored with the help of Cosinha and Leon, who yeah. are the directors of this film. Which is a, that's a an interesting little choice that they made there just to make it feel extra like real because it is real yeah if you really think about it it is real totally so then we actually get our title card la casa lobo and you see kind of like at the beginning of like a disney movie or something everything is written out and it's explaining this story it looks like old english font yeah was it sure yeah it It seems like an old movie kind of font black and white Mm -hmm. and it says once upon a time there was a beautiful girl named maria she lived in our colony but she preferred to daydream and play with animals rather than work so one day she let three pigs escape from her pen, from their pen. So she gets this punishment, which is, you will spend 100 days and 100 nights not talking to anyone so that you can reflect on what you've done. What the fuck? Ooh, so Maria's like, absolutely no fear. I don't want anyone to tell me what to do. So one night when everybody's asleep, Maria escapes from the colony. She runs into the woods to find a place to hide. And this is basically where, like, the art starts. Because like, it was all, th- that whole part was told through, like, text and font. Mm-hmm. And then once she is, once she escapes, mm-hmm. once we begin the actual story of what happens to her once she mm-hmm. runs away, we're in this room and the... Actually, first we see, like, trees. That's like, true. The, she's the like black turns into trees. Her so point she's, of view. Yeah. So first it's, like, she's running through the woods. It's all black and white. Yeah. And then she sees, like... A little teeny cabin house mm-hmm. in the middle of the woods, in the middle of nowhere. Nothing. So she goes up to the door. She's like, the wolf is coming, and her little. She's also got a German accent. Yeah. In this, but she's speaking in Spanish. We hear the wolf like howling, and uh, she goes up to the front door, and that's when she knocks on the door, she's and she's like, like, "Hello, hola, hola." And it's very ASMR. Yes. This whole movie, like this actress, must have been. Up, up close on that mic into it like we are <laughs> <laughs> so when she knocks that's when the door turns into like a real door and boom we're in the room and we are in this in this house so i watched this twice and the second time i had my headphones on and it's creepy insane it sounds like you're in a stomach uh, like gurgling stomach noises which i guess makes sense like i guess you're supposed to think you're in the wolf's belly oh my god kind of yeah, yeah yeah there is a big like i think i don't know if it's intentional but there is like a little red riding totally. hood situation fairy tale quality absolutely totally but in the like a it's creepy yeah, yeah, Always even creepy. even creepier, like creepier than that. Yeah, she also says that she's like yo soy buena. She do- because so she basically the first moments in the movie, it kind of just like is showing you the art like windows are painted on the walls like lamps come into view and it's always moving. At one point, a window appears and at first it looks like a swastika. Yeah, 
And so that's what I'm talking about, like the details in this movie that you'd have to watch it over and over to find all those details. And the way that they make it work, the way that the room is created and the way that there is movement is through them painting and like it's stop motion painting, mm-hmm. if you will. So like it, the movement looks like it's happening on the walls, but it's really just somebody painting over, and it, it's unbelievable. Like the amount of work, truly, to make this happen. The amount of painting, yeah. I, it's just insane. Painting and painting over, over, yeah. But what Crazy. you just and like all day long, yeah. And oh. taking a picture of it, <laughs> yeah. Paint this, take a picture. Okay, paint yeah. the next then part. Take a picture. Take a picture. Insane. Crazy. So at one point, she finds a little red apple. She takes a bite of the apple, and that's when she's like, don't accuse me, I'm good. Yeah. So, I don't know, that just feels like something specific and important. At one point, we see, like, it's all, you know, still painted. She opens a cupboard that's painted on the wall. The cupboard is full of, like, it looks like, you know, food, stuffs, whatever. Yeah, like, uh, uh, bottles and Bottles and things. She grabs a bottle, and bugs crawl out from under it, like, onto her as well. Yeah, gross. So then... She kind of melts against the wall, and then she turns finally into, like, her physical shape, which looks like almost, like, paper mache, like, it's just a mass of, like, paper, paint, tape, and she's always moving. The way that she, like, comes into form is at first she's on the wall as, like, painting, and then she melts into the ground, and Mm -hmm. from the ground she's, like, built up. Like, the stop-motion part builds her into this form, and a head shows up, and Mm -hmm. it's... Throughout the movie, as things show up in rooms and characters and whatever, and herself, Maria herself, she's constantly being built and dissolved into things and becoming, like, melting back into paintings in the wall and then coming out of the wall and... And you see the process of it all being built and brought down. And it's crazy looking. Like, literally, not all... All tea, no shade. No, that's wrong. Uh, Johnny was like, you should eat some edibles right now. And I did. And it didn't kick in until the point where I wish... Well, because the movie's pretty short. It's pretty short. But definitely, if you are a stoner baloner, Mm -hmm. get your ass high as a kite and watch this fucking movie because mm-hmm. it is like literally my jaw was open the entire time. Yeah, it's really impressive it's and creepy to- what yes. they were able to put together in this yeah. film. And also, like I said, we're trying to do our best here to describe what's going on, but you must watch this you movie. You have to. There is no way to like we won't do yeah. it just. We can't at explain. All. No. We cannot explain. Like what you're envisioning right now is, is not what it is. No. So you need to just sit down <laughs> yeah, and watch, and watch it. it. Okay, so, so she's a paper mache doll. So she's doll a paper now. mache doll. She's in a bathroom. She's yeah. at the sink. She's filling up the sink. We hear like weird snorting noises. So she looks to her left and there are two little pigs. Yeah. Right by an empty bowl. Which I read in a in one of the reviews which didn't make sense. At first, I was like, oh, that makes sense. But I was like, I don't know if that's legit. But, like, they said that those two pigs are two of the pigs that, that she released. Yeah. I, I saw that, too. We must have read the same review. Yeah. I'm going to say... I like sure, that. Sure, me too. Yeah. 
like one of the pigs unfortunately is gone dead lost whatever but these two you know they hid in this little house yeah so one of them is kind of bigger there's like a little baby pig two of them there she goes up to them she gives them water she says don't be afraid of me i'm not gonna eat you i'm not like the wolf now we're gonna have our own home to be calm in we can why don't you just eat be strong and she says like it's almost like they understand what she's saying right we then see that maria she's sitting with a pig on her lap she's kind of humming and singing to it and then we just kind of morph into our next visual which is her sitting on a couch watching tv with the pigs on the couch with her and yeah. like the, the piglet has like his little head on her the feeling is just that they've been here for a while now yeah. That's that's the feeling I got. We get her little, you know, German-accented Spanish voiceover. <laughs> she says, I don't miss anyone. I'm going to transform my pigs into beautiful creatures that won't ever abandon me. And a magic ball will help me. And no one will punish me. And it's just, you know... That says so much about, like, what... What she's learned. And what she was living with before. Yes. And now she's just doing the same yeah. thing, basically. Yeah. So then we hear our creepy German man voiceover. The wolf. The wolf, yeah. And it sounds like it's coming from the TV, like almost like she's watching it. And he says, here's Maria, so happy and calm building her home. And throughout the movie, he just keeps going, Maria, Maria. Maria. Horrible. So scary. And he also, they both kind of switch from Spanish to German. To German. Yeah. I tried to catch all the times, but it's a little it was a little tricky because I was like, what's happening? Yeah, here? for sure. But in German he says, My little bird, do you hear me? He keeps calling her my little bird. Yeah. And as this voiceover is happening, Maria and the pigs on the couch, they kind of like decompose yeah. into the into the couch. Into the couch, yeah. yeah. And we then, I guess you could say, pan to the TV uh, that she was just watching. And there's a wolf walking in the woods. Mm-hmm. I suppose this is our German man wolf. Yeah. And again, this this man's voiceover says, Maria, I wish you were happy. What is your house made of? Do you close the doors and windows? Remember that a stranger should not enter a real home. Which, very creepy. It seems like he's like... Do you close the doors and windows? Like, how am I going to get in here? Don't yeah. let a stranger in. Like, he's trying to convince her. Manipulate like, yeah. her. Like, stra- don't let strangers in. But, but I can, I come, can in, come in. You, you know? know me. I'm your friendly wolf. Yeah. And this theme continues yeah. throughout this movie. So now, <laughs> let's keep going into this nightmare. We see a painted Maria again. And she's on the wall. She says, a ball and a lamp tell me that I can transform animals, beasts, and people. And so we then see the little the, the pigs painted on the walls. Right. And she's kind of playing ball with them. Yeah, she's like chucking, like a uh, uh, fetch. Yeah, she's playing fetch with these uh, with these pigs, and especially like the piglet is super into it. Right. <laughs> she's singing. That was really cool because like the pigs are, they're not 3D, they're 2D on the wall painted, mm-hmm. but the ball is... A ball is is an actual ball. Yeah. So this like weird paper mache hand. It's 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 shot in her point of view. So she like throws the ball and like they do it so that the painting of the pig looks like it catches it and then like it 
like the the painting of the pig moves throughout the room. It's just yeah, like it's crazy off the wall, like onto, onto the, the floor, floor, chasing the ball. Yeah, again, you gotta. It's see very it. cool. It's so cool. It's so cool. So she's also singing what sounds like it's raining, it's pouring, but a, like the a German, German version. version. Yeah. So the furniture moves, the room is shifting, and we see like a huge eye peering from the wall and it's revealed to be one of the pig's eyes playing ball but now we see that the pigs are transforming they're growing arms yes this is so and hands creepy it she, is weird to she look says at. okay she says transforma tus pezuñas en manos transforma tus pezuñas en pies mm-hmm. now i didn't know that that was a word that because my mom used to say, ooh, tus pezuñas. Like, my, she would grab my feet and be like, your feet are stinky. And that means hooves. And Yeah. And mm. I thought, but, like, I was just, like, I just thought it was a weird, like, word. I don't know that word. Yeah. But when I heard her say, mm-hmm. tus pezuñas, I was like, oh, my mom used to say pezuñas to me. Like, oh, ooh, tus pezuñas, they stink <laughs> or whatever. So I was shocked to hear that as a actual, and I didn't know that it meant hooves or like yeah paws or whatever yeah either did i but it's almost like she's giving them an incantation and turning yes. them into and you see they have like a pig face and then they're but their little legs have hands at the ends of them and yeah. the, and the back legs have like feet and they try to stand up and walk and they can't and it's they fall weird it's very weird and she also says like uh something about how like they fall so well yeah. it's weird it's very creepy so along from being like pezuñas and tapieso and everything she says what's the name of my creature Chanchitos con manos y pies y se caen bien which means little pigs with hands and feet and they fall well yeah that's what? the name of your creature Whatever, girl. So, Maria then, again, is a painting on the wall. I'm going to say, like, she becomes a painting on the wall, yeah. in quotations. And she be- she begins to sew. And This was weird. Oh, it was so... Like, so the the painting on the wall is huge, but then these hands are... They look like they're, like, people-sized, big hands sewing. The way that in the dimensions in the room... Like, there's a bed on the corner, and her head is... The painting of her head takes up the full wall that is in the corner. Mm -hmm. And then so, which means that these paper mache hands that are sewing, like literally it's probably a blanket, but like in the, what is that? The, the um, perspective perspective makes it look like it's, you know, she's a normal sized woman. But if you were to really literally look at it, the hands are probably the size of a human being. Yeah. So throughout this movie, this like basic fairy tale that we're being told, they include a bunch of other little like cautionary tales, yes. fairy tales in there. So this one, as she's show- as she's sewing, she tells us, when I was in the woods running from the wolf, all of a sudden my eyes closed and then I saw a little hole in a tree. All of the animals in the woods jumped into that hole and I said to myself, it's eating them. Be careful. Like the tree is eating them. Yeah. And then she realizes, no, the animals are happy to jump in and flowers came out of the ground around the trees and I knew it was animals. The tree thanked me for my generosity and said, and this was like in full ASMR, Maria, I'll give you a gift for your generosity. Like up close all the smacks. <laughs> <laughs> but also it's like 
that whispery voice that is it's often used mm-hmm. in the movie like w- they'll do a double over too it'll be like mm-hmm. a normal voice and then underlining it will be this like I'm whispering to you yeah. but it's a not a whisper that's like tender and sweet no. like I'm at your ear it's like a it's very sharp and I'm gonna it's like it's, you hear I'm all, all the like little slaps it's and the S's in the spit so, in there. Oh <laughs> my god, it's very unnerving. Yes, that's what it is. And, and that's what they want. Yeah. Honestly. So What the, does the tree say again? Remind me. Uh, so the tree the whole story? No, no, or, no, no. She says, um what the hell does she say? She says thank, I'll thank I'll give you a gift for my generosity. And then she gives her the tree gives Maria a red apple, mm-hmm. which is what she ate in the, in the beginning when she came into that fucking house. Uh-huh. So she eats this red apple. She felt happy and with fuerza, like with energy and alive and with a force to create things with my hands and spirit. And it's that's that whole story to me just sounds like people going into the colony yeah. and it being like, being... No, 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 that's not good. Don't go there. Yeah. But then, you know, somebody being like, no, it's okay. We're turning, everybody's turning into a flower. And it's like, no, you're all just brainwashed fucking zombies And probably now. being groomed because yeah. the colony in like real life, Paul Schaefer was like a, a, a like a monster child abuser. Like yeah. sexual abuse ran rampant in the colony. And so when it comes to pedophiles, that's like grooming is, yeah. I'm sure that's what it was like. No, this is nice. Here, I'm going to give you a gift yeah. and then be rewarded for whatever horrible thing they're doing yeah. to you. And that so that's my interpretation I, that's of what totally, this of what this story absolutely. is. Absolutely. So, as she what she sews basically a magic dress. Right. And as we see like this magic dress basically like kind of floats off, we get a close up of Mary with child, like, uh, what is it called? Yeah, the Madonna and child. <laughs> yeah, the Madonna and child. <laughs> wow. Mary with child. Mary with child, everyone. <laughs> and Maria then appears as this, like, crumbly painting on a wall next to a Christmas tree. The, right. The pig people hybrids appear, and now they're made of, now they're, like, physical form. Yeah. On all fours, like, with butts and legs and, but still pig heads. It's very strange. It's human bodies with pig heads. You can see a, a butt crack <laughs> and everything. And like literally, ju- they're just like on the ground. They still aren't standing. They're still yeah. like pig position, mm-hmm. but they're mostly human now. Yeah. And so the Maria voiceover says, I gave them clothes for Christmas. They don't talk or look smarter than pigs, but I told them my name was Maria. So she's like, I don't know. It's just like establishing I'm above these things. Yeah. These are mine. Like, I, I have ownership of these things. Yeah. The, I mean, the pigs are straight up, like, eating something off the floor. Yeah. And then Maria talking of herself, she says, A mother, an angel. Maria is love and care. From today on, you are Pedro and Ana. So mm-hmm. this is the, the pigs now become these uh, Pedro and Ana. The gifts from under the tree unwrap themselves. It's clothes. The clothes magically, you know, crawl onto the bodies of these pig people. Yeah. But then they actually turn into people with dark hair and dark eyes. Yes. Important. Yes. Dark hair, dark, dark eyes. eyes. The the Maria voiceover continues. It says, I told them I will teach you everything I know and you will be very good children. You will have no reason to escape. I gave them dignity. Hello. Hello. So then 
It's like a closet opens and we are in this very dark room. There's a cage in the center of this room with a little yellow bird flitting about like crazy. Almost like it's like making a beat. Yeah. Almost. And the cage is surrounded by candles. Oof. And also, when I had my headphones on, it sounds like you're in a stomach again. Really? Yes. Um, it must be on purpose. Yeah, absolutely. And then here comes weird German man voiceover. And again, Maria. Maria. A fucking nightmare. So creepy. He says, there is Maria working from sun to sun with no rest. She doesn't sing anymore. She's sad. And then in German again, he says, my little bird, get some rest. You have so much to do. What is your house made of, Maria. I don't get that. Like, what is your house made of? I don't get it either. Like how, oh, maybe like the wolf, like huff, puff, blow your house in. Like, yeah. how, how can I get in there? Like, yeah. how can I use my huff, puff power to, to... break down whatever the, I need to know what it is. Yeah. So that I can do it. In there. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Sure. <laughs> maybe, that makes sense. I guess. So then the candles begin to multiply. We're led into a bathroom. The way that this candle part worked is mm -hmm. that was really cool is that it was kind of like, again, it was a perspective kind of situation. Mm -hmm. And you're looking at the ground and the candles melt down and then new ones pop up. And it's almost like making a pathway yeah. to the, whatever the next room is. And, and they're straight up like, pop, 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 pop. Like, they're just popping up out of yep. nowhere. So we then, again, this is all voiceover. That's all the stuff we hear. Yeah, the storytelling is all these two people. Yeah. Maria and the I mean, the, the storytelling. Yeah. Like, that's basically, really? you're watching, you're like, you're watching, like, a, sto a storybook. Yeah. Basically. So, a haunted are you, one. Are you with us, everybody? <laughs> Hopefully. So, okay. So the Maria voiceover in Spanish says, the only way to be safe is to obey me. Okay, Maria, we, we see go. what's going on with you. So the we see a toilet, and the little boy Pedro kind of becomes on the toilet, like he's created on the toilet. Yeah, the same, he, again, that same visual of like... Piecing together, we basically. See, we see the tape and the mm -hmm. paper and the painting of the... Of this statue or, like, mannequin. We see the work. Yeah. You see it happening, mm -hmm. building on this toilet. He has a little penis. Yeah. He's... He's... This this iteration of Pedro is... The worst. Terrifying. That's what I wrote. He looks really horrifying. He's got, like... He's very white-looking, but he's, and like, grayish. draining dark shit. Yeah. It's really, really awful. Yeah. He's next to an open drain, and again, bugs crawl out of this drain. They, like, crawl all over him. Maria comes in on a chair, like literally the chair brings her in. Yeah, it looks she... like a wheelchair, kind of. Kind of, but it's just like a regular chair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's moving with her on it, and it kind of parks in front of the boy. The boy on the toilet gets dressed, I guess. Like, they kind of like paint their clothes on, and she's just kind of petting him there. The toilet then dissolves and is turned into a kid's chair, and it seems that now we're in a bedroom. Yeah. With Maria and Pedro. Was this supposed to symbolize sexual abuse? I have no idea. Maybe. Just because he's a little naked boy and she walks into his, like, bathroom time? Maybe. Honestly, I didn't think that. That could absolutely be a possibility. Creepy. Yeah, it's very creepy. It's not, not for a moment are you, like, cute? <laughs> no. <laughs> Never. How sweet that she's helping him no. in the bathroom. No, not for a second. That is possible. It's not something I thought, but, yeah. you know. This, this is a dark movie. This thing, I will admit, since we're in the fucking middle of it, <laughs> sometimes when, and this happens often with movies, 
sometimes with me, I mean, if it's not openly said to me and like, this is what this is, Mm -hmm. I'm an idiot and I don't (laughs) get it. So like a lot of times, especially when it's artsy fartsy like this, Mm -hmm. I'm like, do I understand? Am I understanding or am I? Am I picking up what these people are trying to say? And sure. a lot of times during this movie, I was like, I don't think I am. It's a tough one, but I, th- I don't, I honestly don't think you give yourself enough credit, because like what you're doing now uh-huh. is literally. I understand the frustration because I'm like, what are you telling me? Yeah, I don't get but it. But you like interpreting it and giving your interpret. I think that's exactly what this is supposed to be. I'm sure, but like, I, we're getting a it. lot of. <laughs> I, I I hope so, but a lot of times I'm just like, but am I? I mean, are we getting it? Listen, <laughs> somebody, whoever's listening to this, who's seen the movie, you're gonna be like, oh, these fucking idiots. <laughs> <laughs> or we're spot on. Or you know, ding, 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 ding. So. Now we're in this bedroom. We've morphed from the bathroom to the bedroom. Maria grabs a book and says in Spanish, again, here we go, another, another story. Another storytelling. Yeah. Another fairy tale. Another, exactly. Like, cautionary tale. Yeah. She says, this is a story called The House and the Dog. There once was a dog who lived in a house. He was a bad, disobedient dog. The house would tell the dog to behave, eat your food. Pero el perro, which she pronounces, pejo el pejo. <laughs> Because of that German accent. (laughs) It was so many of the Uh, R's were like... like, It's weird. Uh, But she says, stayed bad. So the the dog's just going to be an asshole. But despite this, the house loved and protected the dog and said, never escape, dog. Don't ever jump out the window. You might get lost and never come back. Of course, the dog didn't listen and jumped jumped out the window. Now it shifts into German. Yes. And speaking in Spanish. I don't know German, but it says <laughs> the dog ran so far away that when he wanted to come back, he didn't know how, and something very bad happened to him. Now, this line the wind brought back to the house the smell of injuries and broken bones. Oof. That's fucked up. Yeah. The house was very sad, but the dog never returned. The house wanted to do everything so well, but the dog had been disobedient, and that's the end of the story, Pedrito. Which is, she's telling him, don't run away. Don't be bad. You're gonna get killed out there. Yeah, your broken bones will smell back at me. Yeah. (laughs) We then, from this story, we close in on a painting of a rose with the hand coming out of it. Yes. Interesting. Artsy farts. And also, (laughs) keep in mind because something soon. Yeah. Did you notice that? Uh. The opposite. Yes, 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 absolutely. And then, so, Maria's walking through the house at night with a candle. There's a storm outside. It's very creepy. Her Spanish Maria voiceover says, I don't like to sleep. I dream things and remember the others who used to live with me and the mountains and the punishments, and I wake up crying. Mm. And I don't want Ana and Pedro to see me crying. So, what? Sure. Okay. That makes me think, like... Either they have to see me as like a perfect being, right? Or she also doesn't want to reveal like the because she isn't she has escaped from Mm -hmm. the colony, yeah. And even though she is still putting into practice the stuff that she learned from there, that she's still a refugee from it, yeah. And like admitting that you left something that you're still 
putting into practice yeah. is uh, hypocritical Absolutely. of you. Absolutely. And also hiding your trauma. Yeah. Not dealing with it. Ooh, girl. She can't even go to sleep because she gets reminded of it. Yeah. She's like, I just don't want to think about it. And also PTSD, I'm sure. Absolutely. If you're getting a hundred days and nights of silence, like, right. fuck what you. Other, and like, who's to say what other kind of punishments she got yeah. at this colony? So we are now at a dinner table with Maria, Ana, Pedro. We hear like the wolf growling. I guess that that kind of continues throughout the movie just to show that he's like very Always present. Always there. Always there, yeah. Maria asks Ana and Pedro if they know how to set a table or if they even know what a table is, which condescending. Yeah. Okay. They may have been pigs once, but, yeah, but don't they're be a humans dick. now. Yeah. <laughs> so she said so basically she's teaching them her ways of like eating dinner and everything. And she says this line that's very interesting. I understand that they don't answer, but it makes me sad and angry because I work so hard. Mm. Which is like, you're, again, I know they're just kind of hammering it in, but it's like, you're displaying the same behavior that was put on you. Yeah. Like these people at the colony who were teaching you whatever they are, that it, it was that they wanted you to learn. Like, I'm sure that it made them angry too yeah and so they took it out on you so you're repeating that behavior yep. here you know what i'm saying so maria accidentally knocks over a candle on the table it starts to burn and anan pedro burn burn and they like it's gnarly really crazy because they 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 start to burn and this black shit starts to per, like spread out of their eyes and mouths yeah. you hear like pigs squealing the walls are painted black with, like, I guess the images of them burning. Yeah. And, again, here comes German man voiceover in Spanish saying, like, Marietta House is burning. There's a huge eye painted on the wall. Like, yeah. he's watching this entire thing. And then, in German, he says, can you feel me, my little bird? Ooh! Creepy. Horrible. Can you hear me? Do you know where I am? What is your house made of? Is it fireproof? You burn the pigs. You can't take care of the pigs, but I can. I know how. Let me in. No, bitch. So it's just like, I'm the one who can protect you. Yeah. I'm the only one. We get it. She says in German, she responds, no, I don't want any more punishment. So she's sticking to it. Now we're in what looks like a kid's room mm -hmm. because uh, there's a, what is his name? Chavo? Yeah, Chavo and Kiko, el Chavo del Ocho. On the wall. On the like wall. A picture of it. And it's literally like, I was like, whoa, look, el Chavo. And yeah. uh, if you guys don't know, el Chavo del Ocho was this like children's programming in Mexico uh, oh. that was, I'm pretty sure it's Mexico. I, I don't know. Probably. Um, and it was this actor who played like a handful of different characters, but the most famous ones were El Chavo del Ocho, which was like a homeless kid who lived in a barrel. And the neighborhood was like a little, like you had a grumpy dad with a daughter who was like a pain in the ass. And then like a sassy mom whose son was a brat and that was Kiko. And uh, La Bruja del 72, which was a, an older lady that lived mm -hmm. there. And then El Chavo del Ocho who lived in a barrel. <laughs> Did you ever watch this show? Hell yeah. I watched it in Portuguese and in Spanish. I remember it only being on TV when we, when I, when we lived in Brazil. And I was just so irritated by his little face. Yeah, he was. It's it's literally a grown ass man pretending to be a fucking eight year old kid with even, like freckles. Yeah, and like chubby cheek. Even as a child, I was like, I can't take your annoying yeah, face. Yeah, I loved it. 
But then that the, explains a lot. The other, us. <laughs> the other character he played was El Chapulín Colorado, which yes. was like a little superhero guy, and he wore like mm-hmm. a red bodysuit with a yellow heart and a CH in the middle. Yes. Oh my God. Yeah. I'm, listen, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably, probably. know what we're talking about. Yes. And with all due respect to all chi- to our childhoods, but damn, I found that annoying. I don't know why. I loved <laughs> it. I was like, look at this physical comedy. Oh my god! I never watched it though. I should have given it like its proper due. It was yeah. just his face. I was like, I can't stand your annoying face. I get it. I'm a dick. Okay, so there he is on the wall. El Chavo and Kiko. And there's also like Pokemon stickers on yeah. the bureau. Jigglypuff. Yeah, like all these whatever. <laughs> Their it's the only are. one I know. <laughs> I don't know anything. Pikachu. And so there's a huge head in the corner of this child. Like, this huge head. head. Again, the, uh, another point of like perspective where the way the hands were so big in the other shot when she was sewing, that's kind of what this head was a too. Big ass in the head. middle of a room and like really well made head. Very cool. Like it looked very realistic. Yeah. Even though it was still like paper mache yeah. and like you could see tape and stuff like that. The indentations of the eyes and everything, it looks it's like the sculpture itself is fucking dope. Yeah. And so this is supposed to be burned Pedro yeah. basically he doesn't look burned he just looks colorless yeah. like that's how I would describe him so Maria comes in and she gives him honey and she basically cocoons him in honey like the entire head yeah. is cocooned in honey let's work on your she's like your burns and like mm-hmm. your, let's make you healthy yeah. again sano yeah she says all this pain will pass this magic is called honey where I come from they hid it under the earth and chose who to give it to. The dark-skinned children begged for it, but he, in quotation marks, wouldn't give it to them. She says, Anna, you know, the other other pig, pig. is sad, but I will make her prettier. I have to make her soup and clean the windows and her bandages so so that she feels happy. So basically, Maria is trying to, like, rectify this burned situation by giving them honey yeah so time passes basically she's establishing that she's happy like i think things are good yeah she says you know in the the colony the only things that made me happy were the pigs and the lambs Mm -hmm. that says lambs yeah and um she's saying now i you know read stories to ana and pedro i'm giving them my fucking lessons that they have to learn now yeah and i can sleep i feel good so things are going well for this quote, family unquote. quote unquote exactly maria then comes into pedro's room this is like just imagine time has passed in this weird nightmare realm yeah and she asks him if he has decided if he wants to be bigger and more handsome or or if he wants to stay ugly <laughs> straight up what she says and while Do you want to say ugly <laughs> so while she's saying this there is straight up the girl from the ring in the background do you remember that it's like we both were like, "What is that?" Oh it's a yes, dark figure oh my god! With like dark hair. I imagine it's Anna just yes, kind of like listening. hanging out out there, but she just kind of like shuffles away, and it's oh my a straight god, I nightmare. forgot about that fucking thing. <laughs> yeah, jeez. So then Pedro does drink this honey, and he turns into a blonde, a... <laughs> blue-eyed Little Aryan boy. boy. Yes, exactly. Literally, the transformation is like the hair sprouts. Mm-hmm. From his head and his eyes like turn blue and stuff. Yeah, it's real weird. Yeah. So then we hear whistling 
and it turns out that it's like the little bird that we saw before, the little yellow bird. That it's supposed to be Maria. Uh, yeah, I, yes. Yeah. So, yeah. And so we see Anna's head on a bed. And like, I'm talking Again, big ass another head. big ass head on a bed. Yeah. So the bird, <laughs> the bird <laughs> flies into Anna's mouth. And then that is what turns her also into this blonde figure. I don't remember if she's blue eyed though, but whatever. The eyes never officially go blue but the hair coming out turns all blonde yeah, and whatever yeah. and then the room fills with flowers everywhere yes yeah, so from the bed like the anna head turns blonde and then a hand crawls out of the bed and it like crawls over to uh like a dresser yeah filled with like perfumes and stuff the hand kind of stands itself up and you see stigmata yes in the middle of the hand start to bleed and then from the stigmata wound, a flower. flowers burst. For, so basically the opposite, what we were saying before, yeah. of that painting with the a flower sprouting a hand. Yeah. So this whole room, like you said, is just getting full of flowers. And the Anna head is just like engulfed. Yeah. It. It's very pretty. It's, it's beautiful. Yeah. Just the way that the... Again, there is never a stopped moment. You're mm-hmm. always in movement. It looks... It's made to look like a single shot every, like, uh, there's yeah. never mm-hmm. a break. Yeah. And so we we follow it through the room as these flowers, like, bloom and, like, just become and take uh, over the whole entire space, which made me think of the tree and yeah. the story of, like, oh, yeah. look, we're making everything pretty. Yeah, all these flowers everywhere. So mm-hmm. as much as you're like, this is, be- it's the prettiest, like, shots of the movie, totally. basically. But still, it's ominous. Yeah. So you're like, this is not good. Yeah. We then see, again, Ana and Pedro, they're, they're at a dining table. Now they're these blonde people. <laughs> yeah, now they're blonde and blue-eyed. And uh, we just basically get a little scene where we discover that they both clearly now know how to talk. Well, I think Pedro is still, like, you know, he's little. So yeah. he's still, like, struggling with it. And they're filling their roles well, like they've been taught well. Yeah. Maria appears on the painted, uh, like painted on the wall. There she is, and she gives Pedro a red balloon. And so this, she's she says, "I feel free. The wolf is far away." Kind of like I've built my own little colony. Here we are, safe and happy. Mm-hmm. Maria then says, "Mirror, mirror on the wall, who has the fairest house of them all?" And here comes creepy German man. He says, "There is another house." fairer than yours and maria is not pleased she's like that wolf is jealous how dare he how dare he i don't like him (laughs) i don't need him and i won't listen to him so basically as much as maria is like i'm cool i'm happy i've got my little colony no she still is struggling with this and also like it reminded me of the very beginning where she's like you can't tell me what to do and then she ran away yeah you know what i mean i mean that's the spirit she should hold on to yeah that's like her saving grace, honestly, I think. Yeah. So, oh, this little scene. So, okay, again, hope you're with us. Because now we're kind of like, it's Maria, Ana, Pedro. They're all around candlelight. Pedro just starts to sing this creepy Oof. little high-pitched this song. This went on a little too long Ooh. for me. And I, I don't know the song. I wish that I could have found an article to tell me what it was. I have a feeling it's it was some German. sort of like Hitler Youth oh, thing. Oh God! They don't know. Say, I might, I might be overthinking. You know, but that who would knows. that would make sense. But that's what it felt like to me. Yeah, because they're like the three little figures are holding hands and they're like swaying and and he he's singing this 
weird little tune that is too high pitched. Oh my gosh. And, and it goes on. They're like embracing and spinning around. Yeah. And the wolf straight up says, Silencio. And I was like, Thank, <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Shut up. Yeah, tell them to shut up. It's a nightmare. <laughs> so then this is interesting. The, the wolf in his voiceover says, Maria doesn't listen to me anymore, but you still do. Now, I like don't Like talking to us? Or the to pigs. Ana and Pedro. Both. Are we the pigs here? Well, technically, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because this film, you eventually figure out that it's propaganda for us. Like, they're mm-hmm. trying to, yeah. like, lure. We are the ones. We yeah. are the pigs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the pro. This is it. Yeah. This is this like in the beginning he's literally like watch this to understand yeah. how good we are. Yeah. So, I'm going to say us. We're the pigs. Yeah. He says Maria, Ana, Pedro, they're a family but they were not careful. Mm. So now they're all getting hungry and they're eating rotten food and we kind of hear Ana and Pedro like whispering to them to themselves. They're saying um Maria's eating too much. They say same rights, little privilege. She's bad. She's selfish. So there is trouble in... A brewing. Yeah. So everybody's hungry. And we realize, like, maybe the wolf was right. This is what Maria says. Maybe the wolf was right. This house isn't safe. So Maria wants to go look for apples outside. But Ana says, no one can leave. There's food here outside. There's the wolf. And it's like they've been brainwashed. Like, it's complete. Yeah. They're like, you told us. You told us that we, we are not supposed to go outside. And... And Maria's so like, let you yeah. And mm-hmm. Maria's like, I gotta go get us food, dude. Yeah. We're fucking dying here. And We're they're like, rotten food. Uh uh-uh, uh uh uh. The yeah. wolf, you told us. So don't leave. Yeah. So Ana Pedro, they tie Maria up and they threaten to eat her. They say to her, don't talk to us because the more you talk, the more you confuse us. Because now she's like, no, we gotta figure something out. Yeah. And they're like. Our Wait. brains have been programmed, honey. Yeah. And you did this to and us. And now you're changing your tune? How dare you? <laughs> yeah, don't so, confuse me. And the way that visually <clears throat> that this looked when they tie her up is like, again, it's that building of the of the statue yeah. in the stop motion thing. And you see these, these cords like going around a bed over this like form of a body. And then... She's like gagged, isn't she? Isn't there one in her mouth? There's so there is on the bed, but then you also see her on the wall, and yes, there's like cord over her yeah. face as well. It's very creepy. Yeah. And so Ana and Pedro are standing next to the bed with tied up Maria in bed, and they basically start to melt. Ana and Pedro yeah. next to the bed. So Maria, she becomes that painting on the wall with like the cords over her face. She says, Here it comes. Dear Wolf, I need you. I begged you to help me. You were right. You have come before. You have to come before they eat me. Please huff and puff and blow this house in. Eat Eat Pedro. Eat them, please. And she says, I need someone to take care of me permanently. Uh oh. Oh, girl, no. Now you're going back. Stick to your, your, like, tough, sassy ways, girl. And that's the thing, like, when you're brainwashed. So that's the way. Now that I think of it, this is the way. Like, that's what her house is made of, of her being like, I was wrong. You yeah. were right. I need you. Yeah. So now a tree grows inside of the house, like in this room that we're in. And it, and, it uh, engulfs, isn't it? It that... starts to. So for, as it comes into the house, here comes that creepy German man voiceover. I believe in Spanish. I cannot remember. But he says, I am here. I've always been here inside of you the whole time. 
I eat, I devour, I swallow. So then Pedro and Ana, they turn into trees with like little holes in them. Yeah, and their mm-hmm. heads, like the heads of the, like the doll heads that yeah. they are, stay in like what, if you would see a, a like drawing a a of a tree. Yeah, yeah they, where they have, like where an owl would sit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's their heads. And then the tree like grows all around them. It's very cool the way yeah, that they build I it. I mean, it's fucking awesome. Yeah. So then he says, Maria, little bird, it's time to go home. Let's go. As Maria kind of like dissolves, she comes apart. As this happens, like as she dissolves, you see that there's a little bird inside of her, like in her head, I think is what it was. It flies out of her and then Maria becomes a tree. And then the German creepy man voiceover says, well, that's the end. Thanks for watching. Maria was sa- <laughs> he says, Maria was saved by our relentless search for her. She was able to recover her vitality and spirit back in the colony. She dedicates her time to take care of children who come from all over in Chile to be educated and healed in the colony. And you, little pig who have seen our dreams and your reflection in the water, do you want me to take care of you? No. No. <laughs> Fuck That's off. That's the end. Yeah. Then fiend. And then we do get like a brief little post credit scene of a woman feeding a piglet like a bottle of milk or yeah. water or something. And and she's like a blonde, uh, like. I can't remember what she was. She blonde yeah, lady? Yeah, she was a white wow. blonde lady. I didn't notice that. I yeah. was just like, oh, okay, Great. bye. But that's so, like, that, and that wasn't. A paper mache or painting no, that, or was, that was an actual like old timey footage yeah. of a of a young woman bottle feeding a piglet <laughs> weird so here we are at the end of this are you still here thank you so much thank for you still so being much here. for listening to um, us so we got some trivia for you i guess trivia fun facts whatever yeah i'll go sure the sets were built in real human size and exhibited among various venues in multiple countries during the process of production. So, like, kind of amazing, of museum-y mm-hmm, things. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, whoa, look at this fat head. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. Uh, it was completed in a, over the course of five years, which is, that is nuts. Ins- but, I mean, all the work it must have taken it's, for 75 minutes. That's kind of what Pixar is. Like, sure. Pixar... And like back in the day, it mm-hmm. used to take a full eight years to make one Pixar wow. movie. So, and uh, di- director Joaquin Cosigna had a child during the course of the production. Oh my God! I mean, five years, sure. Have yeah. a fucking baby. Have a couple babies. Yeah. Wow. And then I just wanted to say something about Paul Schaefer, who is the, the guy, asshole. the dick that did the stuff. So, in the Colonia Dignidad, the main legal economic activity of the colony was agriculture. Mm-hmm. So, like, in the beginning when we saw those people, like, farming and all mm-hmm. that stuff, mm-hmm. that's that. Sure. Um, at various periods, it was also home to a school, a hospital, two airstrips, a restaurant, and a power station. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So, Paul Schaefer was accused of child molestation in West Germany. And the organization he held in Chile was described alternatively as a cult or as a group of harmless eccentrics. Schaefer's first employment in Germany was as a welfare worker for children in an institution of the local church, a post from which he was fired at the end of the 1940s, and he then faced accusations of sexual abuse against children in his care. While these first reports led to his dismissal, no criminal proceedings were initiated. 
motherfuckers. Afterwards, he worked as an independent preacher, forming a community in Gronau, which is an organization dedicated to working with children at risk. Oh, uh, So he's just a fucking monster. A nightmare. Monster. Stories of, of, like, abuse happened again with this organization. So he was like, you know what? Let me grab several hundred members of this organization I'm working for, and we'll immigrate to Chile. And that's when the Colonia started. Mm Mm-hmm. The colony intended to project to the outside world an image of harmony, order, and an inclusive system of communal work. This was emphasized by the work of its own press operations who were recording and broadcasting videos showing their happy residents amid celebrations and commemorations, men dedicated to farm work, women and girls embroidering or preparing butter. Which is why I think that footage in the beginning is real real footage. The organization was secretive and the colonia was surrounded by barbed wire fences and featured a watchtower and searchlights. And was later reported to contain... So a concentration camp. Absolutely. It was later reported to contain secret weapon caches. So in 1991, the name of the settlement was changed to Villa Baviera. Mm. And according to the census of 2002, there were 198 inhabitants of the colony. So there's still fucking people living there. Wow. As of 2005... The Villa Baviera's leaders insist that it is a different, changed organization and have attempted to modernize the colony, allowing residents to leave to study at university and open the colony to tourism, attracting visitors due to its past. Damn. Who would fucking want to go? I was going to say, if we ever go to Chile, we should go. (laughs) Oh my God, that's insane. (laughs) Creepy, creepy. Wow. Just, it's almost too too crazy to even believe that it's real but it is real yeah that's what i got i love it and i hate it at the same time yeah because it's just like i but the thing is there's such you know a lot of nazi slash nazi sympathizers were like i need to get the fuck out of wherever i am argentina here i go yeah from what i understand like during the pinochet years and whatever more those kind of insane views those deadly insane views were embraced yeah fucked up and like totally I, it's just like it's it's it reminds me a little bit of what movie were we talking about oh como se llama? Uh, the devil's backbone where uh-huh. it's like the country is not dealing with its trauma yeah and so this movie is a way of dealing with that. Absolutely. And it's just like, how can we not pay attention to something so dark? Yeah. Like, you cannot just erase it. And just be like, oops, sorry. Yeah. Not going to pay attention. Yeah. No. Blind Absolutely eye. not. So this movie <laughs> really opened uh, my eyes to this situation. All right. So let's see here. I got most of my information for my fun facts, if you will, <laughs> from this article by Samuel Locuiche. Sure. <laughs> sure. It's called The Ten Filmmaking Rules of La Casa Lobo, 2018's Most Gonzo Stop Motion Feature. Uh, This Samuel guy wrote a really great article. So you said most of this stuff about Paul Schaefer, this nightmare person. Yeah, fuck that guy. Okay, so you were right. He like they they found these extensive archives of the colony's audiovisual material, the actual colony. Wow. The directors found this. They studied this and um as Leon, one of the directors, explains, these videos and pictures which portrayed happy family scenes and members playing sports were in fact 
propagandized cover for a gender-segregated community where children were separated from their parents Uh. and sex and relationships were forbidden. Using this material as a starting point, says Leon, we imagine the movie as propaganda to prevent members' decampment. The film's tone was conceived as Paul Schaefer's imaginary lost film, as if he had attempted to become a South Chilean version of Walt Disney, but could, but could only ever amount to a poor neo-Nazi version of the latter. I see that. Wow, yeah, absolutely. Nailed it. The sinister presence of these historical elements is in fact a coming to terms with Chile's recent past. Recent. Yeah, that's it's literally... Not even hundreds of years ago, no. everybody. This is recent like, shit. Pinochet died in 2006, I think. Fuck. Yeah, he that's was 91. Crazy. So our main intention, reflects Leon, was to transform this political horror into a horror fairy tale. Again, you nailed it. Totally. During the research process, the filmmakers discovered that the German members of the community used to call their Chilean neighbors Schweine, Schweine, which is German for pigs. Schwein. This, Schwein. Is that what it is? I don't know. Schweine. (laughs) Schweine. This led them to conceive of the two children in the story as piglets and and depict their progressive transformation into Aryan humans as an ironic joke, aping the community's racial ideology. Wow. It's fucked. So, again, this how they made this movie was like, it was through artist-in-residency grants wow. in Europe and Latin America. So, d- the dual accepted offers to stay at art galleries and museums provided visitors could watch them during the animation process. Holy shit, that's so cool. It's so cool. And also, by being hosted by these organizations, it allowed them to spare expenses such as traveling and rent. Amazing. So they're like, let's just fucking work. We'll live here amongst our mess. Um, Right? I would would do it. Um, So that allowed them to work while they were, like, showing their work at the same time and then film while they're doing that on top of it all. He says, filming didn't follow a specific order. They started with the fire scene, I guess, when they they burn. Yeah, from the second half of the film and then going back to the beginning to shoot the first half before eventually reshooting certain segments again. And this allowed for several script, uh, script changes and improvements. And even the artistic techniques evolved during the process with a growing preference for model animation over the wall-painted technique. And I imagine that's because it was just easier to do the, to do the models than yeah, like paint, paint and paint over, over and oh over and God. over again. So they had a list of 10 rules to follow for this process. Okay. And these are the 10 rules, everybody. The 10 filmmaking rules of La Casa Lobo. One, painting is done in front of the camera. The only means they had to check animation progression was the small screen of the camera, so they didn't worry about creating smooth, solid animation. Which you see, like, it's messy, but it's awesome to look at. Two, there are no puppets in the sense of conventional rigged puppets. Sure. Yeah. Three, everything can become a sculpture, meaning that everything in the frame can be sliced, chopped, transformed, or animated. Which is totally what happens. (laughs) Yes. Four, there is no fade to black. It's so, I mean, when I say it is constant yeah. movement, it's the, that's the thing that's the most, that's the coolest for me is that yeah. it's a full entire shot. Yeah. Which leads us to number five. The movie is a long sequence shot. It just does not stop. Not at, does not, not stop. once. 
Number six, it has to be a normal movie. Normal meaning it follows a linear narrative. Mm -hmm. Seven, color is symbolic, which I picked that up in that little kind of like candlelit singing scene with yeah, Pedro yeah, yeah. because the dresses change colors yeah. and shit. And I was like, what does this mean? Yeah. there's. I'm sure there's something in there. I didn't catch it all. Number eight, the camera never stands still between frames. It constantly keeps moving. Got it. Yeah. Nine, Maria is beautiful. The protagonist's distinctive features such as blonde hair and blue eyes remain stable throughout the whole movie. That's true. Interesting. Ten, it is a workshop, not a film set. Evidence of the creative process such as strings holding the figures can appear on camera. That honestly was a big plus to the movie for me, seeing like how, how everything, everything is, is held together. Held like a piece of tape over here. Like yeah, how it, like the tape pulling the body like to move you can see it happen never seen anything like that yeah so loved that and so those are the 10 rules great and that those are my fun facts great fun facts would you like to answer some questions I for me i surely would all right eileen were you scared i would say no but that i was absolutely gobsmacked mm -hmm. and unnerved throughout it like, there was tension. I felt like my shoulders were just, like, up at mm -hmm. my ears the whole time. And I didn't trust anything. Yeah. And I didn't like that. Yeah. That's a perfect <laughs> way of describing you know Don't what trust I mean? it. Yeah. I'm going to say... I'm going to say that, yes. Okay. I was scared because I was genuinely creeped out. Like, basically the same thing. And it was weird because it was like I was prepared for, like, a jump. Yeah. Which really built tension. So, yeah, I was fucking scared. Sure. Uh, what was your best scare? Ooh, I think the thing for me that was the most uncomfortable was Pedro on the toilet. Like, that ghostly, zombie-esque mm -hmm. Pedro with the eyes. Oh, no. Mm -hmm. I take it back. Mm -hmm. There is a part towards the end when she when the kids start like talking shit about Maria mm -hmm. where they paint Pedro and Ana on the wall two huge face paintings of them and they like melt down yeah. and it's it's the visual part of that was so and their eyes kind of like move it was so uncomfortable and creepy <laughs> I think it's pretty, it's the part where they're like, you're not supposed to go outside. Yeah. Remember you told us? <laughs> not in yeah. that voice, but you know what I mean. Should have been. Um, what about I'm you? also going to say Pedro on the toilet was horrifying. And also that weird Ana, the ring figure in the back. Oh, you're like, yeah. What are you doing what there? And the then she fuck? shuffles off. Horrible. Oof. Who was your favorite character? <laughs> oh, boy. Honestly, none of them. There wasn't a character that you could like. I like you. Yeah, mm -hmm. because you're constantly like, what's, what's gonna happen? Yeah, like what's what's wrong here? Yeah, I'm gonna give it to the pigs sure. before they turned into people because they were cute. They were very sure. cute when they what? were playing with the ball. <laughs> yeah, what is your best line? Just hearing hearing my mom's words. Oh yeah, transforma tus pisuñas en manos, which is a very creepy line. Yeah. Like, turn your po your hooves into hands. Transform your hooves into yeah. hands. Mm -hmm. Pero I just loved hearing pisuñas. So, transforma tus pisuñas en, en manos. Sweet. 
Uh, mine is also a dark, creepy line, but I just, it was very evocative. Mm-hmm. The wind brought back to the house the smell of injuries and broken bones. Oof. Woof. Damn. Awful. What was your best death? I'm going to take a, a liberty here and say that it's not technically a death, but her literally dissolving on the couch, like mm. with the pigs and stuff, mm-hmm. when that, like it literally it's almost like she becomes the couch. Yeah. That part was really very cool for yeah, me. Yeah, agreed. I'm going to say Maria turning into slash releasing the bird at the end, which sure. again, not quite a death, but like, you get what I mean. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. cool to see like the bird coming out. Totally. Did you learn anything about this culture? Yes. Oh my God. So much. Now, mm-hmm. I, now granted... <laughs> When it came to the film itself giving that information, I didn't really, like, I wouldn't have gotten it unless Mm. I read about it. Uh, Because I had no idea about Colonia Dignidad and fucking Schaefer or whatever. But I definitely learned a lot about it afterwards. So, yes, I did learn from this film. Same. Yeah. It was, I learned a lot and it was some scary, dark, crazy shit. Yeah. How many ooies are you going to give this movie? I'm going to give it four ooies because it was not only just a constant creep factor, like <laughs> constant creep factor, but it was so fucking cool to look at. Like it was yeah. genuinely like, I can't believe how awesome it looked and how it made me feel like artsy fartsy yeah which is a rare feeling i have <laughs> you know like sure. and sure there were moments where i'm like i'm too dumb for this but <laughs> at the same time i was like but i'm a fancy smart person watching it mm-hmm. so yeah four ooze for me i am also gonna give it four I, I like honestly feel like we should give it five just for like effort yeah 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 um, totally I I guess like the four, which is a solid rating, everybody. Yeah. Like it's just a work of art. The work God. that it took to put this together. I guess they kind of like really hammer it in a little bit sure. there, where you're like, okay, I understand. But, I think, but it's still. I don't. I think because the visuals are so unbelievable mm-hmm. that. The hammering part of it... You're never bored with it. Because no. you're just still like, oh my god, what is it's happening? It's a feast for the eyes. Yeah. It's genuinely like... Again, I my jaw was dropped for mm-hmm. most of the movie. Mm-hmm. It's genuinely like a sight to see. You must watch this movie. Yeah. Please do yourselves a favor. It's so good. Watch this movie. Yeah. Here we are. We did it. Chile. <laughs> Chile, you nailed it. What are these guys' names? Uh, Cristobal Cristobal Algo. León. A ver. Cristobal León, Joaquín Cocina, and Alejandra Moffat. Ooh, you killed it, guys. You nailed it. Give us something else. Give us some more because that was beautiful and terrifying at the same time. Yeah. Can't wait to see what's next. Totally. Hey, please subscribe. Uh, what else? Leave us a comment. <laughs> Rate and review. What else? <laughs> Rate and review us. Uh, watch these movies. They're so fucking cool. Mm-hmm. You know, eat, drink a glass of water because mm-hmm. it's good. And hey, have a great year ahead of you, everyone. Yes, uh, we're doing it. Here we go. Off into the distance we ride. <laughs>
Uh, hey, Johnny, I love you. I love you, too. I can't believe we did this face-to-face. I know, face-to-face. Hopefully we can do that again sometime soon. In this year yeah. coming along. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Adios, everyone. Bye. Woo-hoo.